0: It's DGS. Evidently,
2: we have a best of every night at like 10 p.m. Who knew? No one told me. No one hit me to that fact.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> I mean, surprise. How, how crazy would I be, though, if I did four hours a day, five days a week, and then at 10 p.m., I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Another hour. I'm going to listen to myself talk for oh, a
4: Well, that's true. That'd be weird. We were
2: on KFTK
3: until like a month ago.
2: What? Yeah. No, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of made me sad because even though I've not been on KFTK live for three years, uh, that was twenty three years solid that I did on ninety seven mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool, end of an era. Uh, Wheels, I don't, uh, I don't uh, envy you following that hour because that was really something. And I bring up the the ten o'clock uh, best of DGS because that's going to be the best of DGS tonight. Yeah, so It'd be good. Yeah, what you got for a stairway? Um, let, let's. We're not. It's not.
4: Super lightening it up, but it's changing the 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 direction just a little bit. Um, so there's a viral video. I've seen it on Twitter. I don't remember who tweeted it, and I saw it, uh, but it's a Halloween thing. There were kids dressed up yesterday, and they, to me, looked, if I had to guess, they're probably 12, 13, okay? They're not little kids, um, and they're not grown high school. You know, they're not 16, 17, 18 years old, but one of them was dressed up as Joe Biden. Others were Secret Service, and it was... And it was in St. Louis from, from my understanding. Um, and, you know, they're like helping him up the stair and he was kind of like falling back and it was kind of silly. And I don't care. Like none of that bothers me. He's the president. He, you can joke about the president. That's been established for generations. Totally fine. And it was actually kind of a little bit funny. Um, what, what I thought about it, though, is what made me sad is that at 12 or 13, I would have never known anything political.
2: You wouldn't have been doing presidential gags. I
4: wouldn't have known anything political at all. I would not have been aware of what, I mean, what, so what, uh, that would have been 1984. So I've been right there in the middle of the Reagan years. I, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten it. I yeah. wouldn't have known what it was. I wouldn't have understood it. So while I have nothing, no issue with those kids, Um, because again, your kids, you're just doing things that you think are funny. And you know, I, it's not when we joke about this guy all the time, right? I mean, people are always joking about the president, whether it's Biden or Trump, uh, Obama, how many W jokes were there over the years, Strategy and all that kind of stuff. That's a fine thing. It's okay. In fact, I think our leaders deserve to be made fun of a lot because it brings them down to more real life. We shouldn't be elevating them, but it's just sad to me that that's a thing that people that age, kids that age are even aware of. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that at 12 and 13, you didn't even know what the president was doing. You knew nothing about the politics, but it's so pervasive. You can't even get away with it away from it when you're a
2: kid. Boy, I have a lot to say about this. Um, so years and years and years ago, probably 15 years ago, I had this uh, fan who is what we used to call on radio a P1. You know, they listen all the time. They come to every event. And he was a very nice man, very political, very conservative. And he would bring his son with them. And I think his son was eight or nine. And one time he said to me, hey, you want to meet the world's most conservative eight-year-old? And I said, no, I don't. And I don't want to meet the world's most liberal eight-year-old. <laughs> I don't want to meet any uh, political eight-year-old. I want meet, to uh, meet an eight-year-old who's picking their nose and pulling pigtails. And that's what eight-year-olds do. Um But on the other side of it, to play devil's advocate with you, is there a way that it's a good thing that kids are more politically at least aware of what's going on at a tween age? I don't know.
4: I don't know. I mean, I do think it's important that the closer you get to voting age, you do understand more, right? Like the closer you get to 18, the more you should be understanding policies and what matters and what doesn't and and all of that. Um, and again, it doesn't make me angry at all. There's no anger in it. It just kind of bummed me out Yeah. because at, at that age, I didn't want to think about those things. I was dressing up like a hockey player. I was thinking about my favorite movie characters or music musicians or whatever. And I don't know what the line is and it's a tough line. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe because of the, the information age, you raise a great point. Maybe because where we are, where we are, you're going to see it anyway.
2: Well, I wish that 38-year-olds didn't have to be this engaged either. (laughs) I mean, that may be not just Pollyannish, but it may be wrong, uh, and that every tax-paying adult should be fully engaged in politics, whether it's 1981 or it's 2023, but— I'm—and we talk about this way too much, probably people get tired of it, but being 59 years old now and coming of age like in the 80s and 90s, um, I feel incredibly fortunate that a good part of my life was spent innocently when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, It was a lot more fun. And I don't think it's necessary. I don't think—okay, I think we— have overcorrected again, as, as humans always seem to do. We, we just don't seem to have—it's almost like uh, w- w- the difference between uh, Maddox, the pitcher from the Braves— who was a control pitcher, and he can put it right on this side and right on that side, high, low, and uh, the people who throw out first pitches and hit the mascot. We seem to be a species that has to hit the mascot. We rarely make a change where it's like, well, that was subtle and intelligent. And it seems like in my lifetime we've gone from most adults – Voting Democrat because they were a union worker or voting Republican because they owned a business or something like that. Or they were very religious to and that was the only time they ever talked about it. No one else talked about it. Don't talk about religion or politics in a mixed company. I think that was a really good rule in a really good time. Now, had we become 20 percent more engaged uh, with respect and politeness, great, probably makes for a better country. But we went seemingly straight from that to this, where one of the first things I need to know about you is which side you're on, and there are only two, and don't tell me you're in the middle.
4: Yeah, and you're going to tell me that on the back of your car. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think it's kind of the same idea, because, again, it doesn't – I don't get mad at people that want to advertise their beliefs on their car. It it's not an anger thing. It's just, I don't understand. Why do you, why does it need to be front and center everyday conversation?
3: I was uh, behind a truck going across the McKinley Bridge coming to work today. What um, were you reading? <laughs> <laughs> I was reading, uh, I was reading um, Cats Illustrated and uh, the truck in, in front of me, it had a, bumper sticker the bumper sticker, uh, in big block letters that said creepy Joe Biden pedophile. And it like really made me laugh a lot. Like it was so, it was so blunt and to the point, like it was just like black letters on a white background. <laughs> like it was just so to the point.
4: I, I, I just don't, that, that's funny. That escalation. It's, it's, I just think it's sad. It's sad that we just can't, it's like, it's literally the beginning of every conversation. I mean, if you can't go somewhere without declaring who you are or it's to the point where even kids that are not even in high school yet are playing in that range or playing in that realm, it's, it's just weird. I just, it's so unnecessary for it to lead everything. But then again, when you turn on quote unquote news on TV, how often is it actually news and how often is it politics? Because what we what we call news programming on TV specifically, because mm-hmm. when you turn on the news on KMOX, top and bottom of the hour, it's not just the latest in politics, although that's included. It's also what's happening in the city. What's going on around? Is, is there a big concert? Is there a show? It, it's a lot of things in a very short amount of time. On the TV news networks, it's one thing all the time. It's politics all the time.
2: It's funny you say that because... Uh, I haven't done it because they're in the media. I'm in the media, but I was going to make fun. Uh, Okay, let me back up. Since I don't get to see local news because of the the time that I work, I love watching local news. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I love especially Saturday and Sunday mornings waking up and watching like News Channel 5 or KMOV or something. And But I've noticed that, like, on Channel 5 uh, specifically, they did, like, seven minutes on the Apple Butter Festival in Kemsley. (laughs) To the point where I was like, oh, my God, this guy's still on. The mayor (laughs) is wearing a hat that says mayor is (laughs) still talking about Apple Butter. Like, there's more going on in the world. However... Let's do a whole second. Let's do thirty minutes in apple butter because you're right. Cable news. I can't think of the last story I saw on cable news, any of them, MSNBC, CNN, News Nation, Fox, that wasn't at least ninety percent of the story, if not a hundred, was politics. Yeah, you're right. You're well, right. And and
4: part of the reason is. Punditry doesn't cost very much. One more thing.
2: Channel 5 also did a segment, an actual segment, which was hey, Halloween's going to be really cold. This is like last week. So you may want to rethink your kids' costumes. Sh- oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Call yourself news for the stupid. <laughs> because who is stupid enough out there to just have their finger up their nose going like, yeah, I think it's going to be fine in that bikini. Like, <laughs> we're humans. We understand the temperature.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean. We are talking about the same groups that send reporters to stand out on highway overpasses every time it snows.
2: (laughs) Hey, guys. Remember that thing it does when it's cold?
4: It's doing it again. (laughs) I want to let you know I'm standing here in the cold. So anyway. But like, yeah. And and I do think that that is why we are at this point. Because it's literally everywhere. Right? I mean, if you go, uh, I mean, most...
2: Yeah, if all they did was sports, wall-to-wall constantly... That's mostly what you saw on social media, and it's mostly what you saw at night on cable news. Eventually, we would all be at each other's throats over baseball or football. (laughs) But look look at it this way.
4: You, You rightly take pride in the show here, being able to do a lot of different things, right? I mean, being able to change from one thing to the next and cover a lot of it. We do cover politics, but it's not three or four hours of it every day, and it's not finding a political connection to every story. And I just wish there was more balance in the way all of it is presented. So what else matters? How much have you even heard on the TV network news about um, the UAW strikes? And now they're starting to wrap up. But how much did you even hear about what that means to the United States and what that means? How much are you seeing coverage? And I know why. Because when you cover that stuff, it's boring and people click off it. Politics is going to get you. It tickles the itch. It makes you want to pay attention because it makes you mad or it makes you happy, one or the other, and it gives you that dopamine hit. And unfortunately, that's trickling down to everything to the point where we have to tell everybody what we think about issues before we ever
2: even meet them. You know, uh, here's an analogy for people who've been listening to the DGS for years. They'll remember that we used to do a game called Battle of the Halfwits, and it was just basically a trivia game. And every producer I had, I said, make the questions easy. And they would say, why? And I said, because people like to feel smart. And people in their cars listening, back when people used to listen in their cars, uh, loved to hear a question, know the answer. And hear us get it wrong. Okay. <laughs> so that was a bit manipulative of me, but it was just, I think, I think that's true. People, you know, I'm not going to do trivia about uh, the, the theorem or whatever it is, but if I say like, Oh, who's known as old blue eyes, people are like Sinatra times that by a thousand. And that's what cable news does. It just spoon feeds people so that they feel smart about their political position, um, I miss the old, boring black and white days of like the Meet the Press and the McNeil Lair and things like that. Even the original Hardball, where it was really intellectual to the point that it probably turned a lot of people off. Now it's like going to listen to your dumbest friends talk about politics. Does that make sense? Everything to me, my humble opinion from the bleachers, is that both sides, it's so ham fisted. It's so obvious. It would be like if we're talking about the World Series and I'm like Garcia hit ball far. Give me something. Give me a little meat. Give me a little something more intellectual that make any sense? Mm, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I, and th- Although again
2: Garcia does hit ball far. He, yeah, hit he ball does far. hit
4: ball far. Not now or no, yeah, yeah. he's hurt though. Not
0: anymore. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in. So we just
2: did a whole thing about how there's too much politics. But let me say something political. (laughs) It's it's going to be very interesting because the the GOP, the right, uh, is very much in turmoil. And we saw this with the the speaker selection and we already knew it. And they're kind of, I think, as a non-expert fighting over. MAGA versus non-MAGA, Christian nationalism versus a more moderate business approach. And now the left, who seemed to be pretty, pretty tight, like the the wagons were circled like, hey, these idiots, let's just let them implode and commit political suicide while we stick together. But the Israel-Palestine Topic is really, Mm -hmm. really dividing the Democrat Party and not even so much like Congress. But there's a big percentage of Democrats who are very, very unhappy with the Biden administration for being so very Mm pro-Israel. So that's going to be I mean, like the next year leading up to the election, just friggin strap in. (laughs) And then it used to be like once the election was over, like, okay, everyone can go back to sleep now and start. Talking about American gladiators, but now the post-election is just as hotter, hotter than the election itself.
4: Man. that's crazy. What do you make of? I, I don't remember who it was. There was a billionaire recently who said he doesn't think that either Trump or Biden will be the presidential candidates next year. and And if that's true, because I think if it's, if it's not true, if those are, those are the two, I think we know how people are going to line up and vote. Yeah, but how do you think it all plays out if they're not the two? And you've got two or three candidates in each party that are taking it down to the wire that are going to be, you know, battling within each party.
2: No one cares what I think, but I would say it's 50-50. 50% 50 chance it's Trump-Biden. 50% chance it's not because either Trump is indicted or convicted, and that's a bridge too far for some GOP, or Biden, I keep saying this, Biden takes fall breaks a hip. Yeah. And people are like, "Yep, that's it." So I'd say it's 50% that it is, 50% that it's not, and if it's not, I think it's just total chaos. 3.35 DGS on KMOX. Uh, beautiful day out there. So Rachel is in Japan. She's there for, her, pardon me, a couple of weeks with her boyfriend. Uh, heard from her this morning. She didn't sleep during the 14-hour flight, but she said it was comfortable. And she sent me a picture of her McDonald's that she had in Japan. And <laughs> she had a fish filet that was made of shrimp. She said it was amazing. And a teriyaki Big Mac. That sounds awesome. That's it? great. It does. It's like an SNL skit, but that's, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, so with Rachel being out for two weeks, we've invited some of our friends to sit in with us. Skip Weber's here today for about an hour or so, and uh, Matt Pauly's going to join us tomorrow. Uh, if you'd like to join us, just email me and you can be on the show. <laughs> come on in. Uh, Dave Murray
1: joined us. Oh, Dave. Just as long as we bring food, just come on in. Oh, my God. We're fine.
2: We don't get nearly as much food as we used to. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, you're in a dangerous part of town now. I want to bring some teriyaki Big Macs. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding.
4: I make a mean teriyaki burger. They're good.
2: I don't think I've ever made a teriyaki burger. Oh, yeah. Me either. Those are like separate in my brain. Oh,
4: they're so
1: good together. You throw a slice of pineapple on top. Mm. Uh,
2: Mm. Dave, have we seen the coldest weather for a few days?
1: Yes. However, let's go really long range. I think we have another possibility of some record-breaking cold starting around November 10th. That's a long way away, but uh, just to put that on the radar.
2: Oh man. So, uh so that's the weekend I'm going to KU for Dad's weekend. All right. And that's go... my
1: birthday weekend.
2: Is it? Happy birthday. Yeah. I think I knew that cuz Veterans yeah. Day, it's always then. Right. Random. Right. So I'm probably going to freeze my ass off at a football game, right? <laughs> ah,
1: you'll be okay. That's what makes football fun in the yeah. fall. Yeah. You got and you got a
5: good team to watch. No kidding. Yeah.
2: When we yeah. I, I told the I told the audience Rock
5: Chalk
1: Jayhawks.
2: Told the audience this, but when we did our uh orientation, we walked past this lake. And they said, oh, if we beat like a top 10 team, we pull down the goalpost and we throw it in the lake. And it hasn't happened for X amount of years. And it happened last weekend. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty that's cool. It's pretty neat. Uh, what are we looking at for the rest of the week and the weekend, Dave? Uh,
1: we start to warm up a little bit, but you know, don't rush it. Never rush a warm up after a cold snap like this. We'll go down to 28 tonight, 59 tomorrow for the high in the afternoon. Warmest part of the day now is about two o'clock in the afternoon. That'll be a good 10 degrees warmer than today. 38 Thursday night, Friday, sunny skies, 64 Friday afternoon. Though I think the winds are going to get a little gusty Friday afternoon and There's some concern about an increased fire danger, especially west of St. Louis, where the rainfall was a little less over the weekend. Friday night, all is fine for the football games, 45 Saturday and Sunday, sunshine 68 each day. That's actually a little bit above average. And then we've got a batch of rain coming in Monday, Monday night and into Tuesday morning. Again, we mentioned this the last couple of days, but the time change weekend is coming up the fall back weekend. Set your clocks back one hour before going to bed Saturday night. That means sunset on Sunday 457 in the afternoon. Or if you like me, you stay up until two o'clock in the morning, have a little glass of milk and set the clocks back right then.
2: These the, the forward and the back have yeah. never affected me until like the last couple of years. In fact, I would sort of make fun of people when it's the when it's the spring and you lose an hour. I'm like, sleep an extra hour. What's wrong with you? You idiot. You wuss? And it's not so much that day. It's just the the several days after. It's almost like a jet lag thing. Yep. So is th- this one, I guess, I mean, it sucks it gets dark so early, but I guess this one doesn't have that aspect because if anything, you're getting
1: more sleep, right? Right. Not as big as the springtime ones. I think a lot of people say, oh, I get an extra hour. So this I can either stay up and party an extra hour Saturday <laughs> night, or I just pick up a nice extra hour of sleep.
2: Man, I, it's funny you say that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but... Someone. I don't think it was someone I know. I think it was just something that I saw. But it was about like, oh man, gonna have to drag my butt into work today. I tied one on. It has been so long for me. I, I don't even know how long it's been. Fifteen years, something like that. And I'm neither bragging or asking for sympathy. It's just, my, <laughs> we're sorry, Dave. It's just my life has changed. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure back it's in called the,
5: growing up. Yeah, a little back bit. Now, in the day,
2: you probably yeah. were. Quite a demon. No, I wouldn't say that. But I would. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like growing up, like Baylor. Yeah. I'm sure you, yeah, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. you adjust. Yeah, you know, as you age, you you adjust. You 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 do. You get wisdom with age.
2: And you know what? I've never understood, comma, felt sorry for, comma. Weirdly respected, like when you're at a blues game on a Tuesday night and someone's just schnockers and you're like, what is it you do for a living that you can just go in tomorrow? Yeah. So this
1: maybe is, nothing.
2: Maybe nothing. <laughs> this is normally where I say headlines, Rach, but Rach is in Japan. And Andrew, so you put together headlines, right? I did. I have some headlines. All right, and don't mess who, this up. Who, who oh, them? look at
4: that. Headlines are sponsored by Schnooks. Reward yourself daily with the Schnooks Rewards app.
1: This show is going to be such a mess by the time Rachel gets
2: yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> what did you, guys,
1: you guys do? What did you guys gonna do gonna to this show? If
2: there's a show at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you should have heard the first
1: hour, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so we, I feel like... Every week there's a new poll like this or a new story like this, but more than 60% of Americans say that the country is going in the wrong direction. We are not on the right track. This is actually from our friends at News Nation, the Decision Desk HQ poll. 85% of Republicans said the United States is on the wrong track, while 40% of Democrats and 60% of independents all thought the same thing.
2: Yeah, I think that – Staunch Republicans think it for one reason. Staunch Democrats think it for another. I'm an independent, and so I think it for a third reason. I, I think we're going in the wrong direction because I think we're too hyper-partisan. So that I'm, – I'm not shocked by that at all. I'm surprised it's it's not even higher than that. The
3: prevailing issue uh, was inflation. That's the thing that people are most uh, across all three parties, independents, Democrats, Republicans. The number one thing people are concerned about when you ask them is inflation. Yeah.
4: What, what, yeah. what I laughed at, I, I saw this story years ago and I just found it. I'm so happy I found it. Uh, but the headline is we've been going on the wrong track since 1972. And basically in all public polling for the last 50 years, that's been the general belief.
5: Yeah. I mean, you got the two sides flip. Whoever's got more power. Right. The, the other people are unhappy. The people think it's the wrong <laughs> but I, I think there's no question that we spend too much money and that the rising cost of everything is due. And what bothers me is not so much the existence of inflation, but there's too many people that deny it, that deny that it's that it's there or that it affects us. And, mm-hmm. that, and this, when you hear that, then, you know, those same people are not going to worry about, making the problem worse because they, don't they think don't think not buy gas or food or yeah, exactly and so uh, that's that's what bothers that's, okay, to me this what may be me. a
2: really immature thing to say but i get mad about inflation because i feel like i and you and we don't really do anything to cause it now i'm sure we do on the macro scale like oh you're buying too much stuff but don't don't market to us twenty four seven to buy stuff, and then penalize us with oh boy, you guys bought too much stuff. I know it's way more complicated than that. I wish I would have paid any I, attention. I don't think to it's economics. the market
5: that's spending money; it's our, the government spending money because they got to print more of it. Inflation is just more dollars in the, the, than than would be what would be the optimal amount. So when they have to print money to 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 pay bills or do th- pet projects or whatever, that's what causes it more than anything. You spending more money doesn't cause inflation. That just keeps the economy churning. So
2: why do I keep hearing we're doing this because the economy is too hot and there's too much, everyone's buying too much stuff and we need to slow it down and that's why we're going to raise the interest rates and that's going to keep people from going out and buying cars and, and houses and stuff. That's what I don't understand, yeah. you know? I don't know. Like, don't penalize us right? because you're dumbass screwed up.
4: <laughs> it's interesting, too, though, that generally speaking, I know it went up, what, the last month? It was up a little from the month before, but it's way down from last year,
5: and by next year is supposed to be near where you'd like it to be. The they, rate is, but right. not the total. I mean, the rate of change is down. That's right, what I'm saying. Right. That's almost like a denier's argument because the inflation is high just because it – it, its rate is slower right. doesn't mean it's gone down. Well, no, no, I mean, no, it no but it never has high.
4: gone down. I mean, it's been yeah. going up for 100 years. I mean, the,
5: the, inflation, the only, no, inflation. No, inflation oh, Why do things no. cost more and now
4: than they did 50 years ago? Well, Because inflation's been going up the entire time. Not
5: everything does, though. The, the, There's it, things that are cheaper now. than I mean, What's it, cheaper now? TVs. Uh, uh, electronics. electronics? Uh, go buy a television. What, what, uh, what was the big screen television cost five, 10 years ago? Oh, man. Five, six times what it costs now. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of different things about the pricing of it, but the supply chain and inflation is what's driving things up does now. That, does so that,
4: things. Does that, that, is that true for the car business? Well, sure.
5: Is, is there, there any car
4: now that's less expensive than no, it was 10 no, years but ago? but there's
5: no car now that's more technologically less than it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean,
2: here, tires. I mean, I'm just looking at
4: the inflation t- the rates for the last 50 up. years, and it yeah. always goes up. And economists are saying that the ideal is around 2% inflation per but year.
2: Wasn't Wasn't the inflation rate much, much higher in the 70s than it was Oh, before. yeah, it was oh, bad. Yeah,
5: oh, yeah. yeah, Between 76 and like 81 yeah. or, or yep. so, yeah. Much Brutal. Worse.
2: Look at the fight you caused, Andrew. I know, I terrible. <laughs> you, did, you did one It was
5: pretty lighthearted, yeah. though. Yeah. I I no, terrible. it's exactly right. I, mean, <laughs> I, <everybody, laughs> I look, really laughed, though. If you ever want to hear... Two people that don't agree at all bring two economists into the room. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. that, that's a really good point. Has just, such yeah. wild views of how economies work. Yeah.
3: Dave, did you notice that uh, when they started talking about it, they uh, about inflation and whether or not it was going up? Uh, Kevin said yes, 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 in the exact same time and way that Skip said no, no, no. <laughs> 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 it was good. Yeah. Just making uh, the point. <laughs> that's
2: funny.
3: <laughs> you got one more? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the House GOP thinks that it has the votes to expel our uh, beloved George Santos.
2: So I hope that happens because he's a terrible person and he doesn't belong in Congress, uh, belongs in jail. But if they do that, who replaces him? Who makes that decision? Anyone know? I believe it's
4: his fellow party members in New York.
2: Okay. Or there's yeah, a special election. Different. Yeah, every, every that's state, the
4: problem. Yeah, some have
5: elections. Some the government governor appoints it. Some, yeah.
4: you know. The people that are behind this push are his fellow Republican elected officials mm-hmm. in New York. So my guess is they
5: have some say over that or they wouldn't do it.
4: Right. Yeah. It's extremely but rare that's for only to until happen. there's an election.
5: I mean, like that would be temporary. Right. Did somebody fills the seat and then which of the representatives is every two years? Right. So that seat is up for to be honest with you, if it takes much longer, you might as well not even bother because he probably wouldn't be reelected and wouldn't yeah. survive a primary. So he'd yeah. be he'd be gone before next year anyway. Right.
2: All right, thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. You got it. Carries on Reason. 354 DGS couple minutes here. Uh Wheels catch me up on sports World Series. Kind of a, almost a blowout last night. It
4: was until the end, and it was I'm not sure that it was ever really in doubt, yeah. even though Arizona made a big comeback at the end of last night. Uh, but now the Rangers are in control. They're up three to one. Uh, both teams have their two best starters for the next two games. So you have pretty good pitching matchups starting tonight with Aovaldi and gallon.
2: I'm kind of like, I, I, I don't have strong opinions because I didn't know either of these teams before, but I'm kind of rooting for Texas just because they've never won. Yep. I always love that. But I, oh, I hate seeing people clinch on the opposite field. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I know you would like to see Arizona win tonight. Uh, for, it, look, if you're a, if, if you're me, I want Arizona to win tonight for a bunch of reasons. One, because their fans can at least celebrate something, right? right. Yep. They can have a good game five. They can push game six. The hope stays alive, all of that. Um, yeah, it would be better for Texas to win it at home. That would be fun. And then as a baseball fan, I get another game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not <bad> with that. <laughs> but has, at least has another Texas,
4: game.
5: Has Texas lost a road game in this postseason? No. No, they've no, won every it's, road and game. it's crazy oh, yeah, how that's gone. It is. I just... Um, I rooted for Texas for a lot, really hard, for a lot of years of my life. When I lived there, I'd go to between a third or a half of the games. I mean, I was a single guy, disposable income, and and bleacher seats were three bucks. I mean, (laughs) we went to games all. So I was a huge Ranger fan, and I don't follow them anywhere near as much. I rooted for them big time in the World Series against the Giants and rooted against them big time when they played us. Um, so I'm really, really, really rooting for him hard. So I, I'd love to see him clinch right now because I just know that if every time you stay alive, anything can happen. Yeah. So if they have a chance to clinch, do it. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. It's more celebration if they're. Who were the big stars back when you were
2: going as a young man?
5: Uh, Ruben Sierra. Oh yeah, Juan um, Gonzalez. Go to be McDowell. Well, the, uh, I left right at the time Juan Gonzalez was a rookie. Okay. So it, the the outfield when I was there was Pete and Cavilla. Inky. Yeah, oh Inkybillia. Oda McDowell in center field, who was my favorite player, was just an electrifying guy that, that panned out before he should have, I thought. And Ruben Sierra. And and their uh ace for the first few years I was there was Charlie Huff, the knuckleballer. Yeah. He was like forty six. <laughs> la- for the last <laughs> few years was Nolan Ryan. So one of his no hitters. Yeah. So and they never <clears throat> really they were always Maybe third place at the highest. I mean, the A's were great those yeah. years, and uh, the Angels were decent, and so we just always were chasing people. But they, um, but they were fun to watch. They always scored runs. Man, they were great offenses. Great to go with. Yeah. So,
2: uh, Skip's hanging out with us because Rach is in Japan tomorrow. Matt Paul is going to be with us. Quick break. Right back. DGS on KMLX.